0: Welcome to the Rebel and Muse Podcast, where you can join us on our journey of self improvement. I'm Kalea Wassman.
1: And I'm Melanie Wassman. Tune in each week to discover how we find balance in health, love, and life. Good morning. Good morning. It feels
0: <laughs> good to be back.
1: Yeah, sorry everyone out there, I have morning voice. This is the first time that we've actually podcasted on uh, Muse Monday Morning.
0: We're doing it. We're doing it, so it makes you live and direct. <laughs> yeah, we just got back.
1: Yeah, so we're going to tell you a little story. and um, what I like we've, this morning
0: voice of yours.
1: <laughs> what we've learned on this, this journey, this wild ride we've had for the past um, week or so. So we did, like Kaleo said, we've been in Hawaii. We went home to Oahu for a couple of days. He had three concerts to do in, three, in two days, right?
0: Yep, that was uh, finishing up the touring for Pepper this year.
1: Yeah, Pepper's last shows of the year. So we had a show at the Volcom House, and that same night a show at the Surfer Bar at Turtle Bay, and then the next day a show in Waikiki at the Republic.
0: Yeah. Now that all the pepper touring is done for the year, uh, that doesn't mean the machine stops. We have all of the studio work, the writings, not only for our band, but for other bands on our record label as well.
1: So when we have these shows, it gets really busy, and you know, there's a lot of moving parts, a lot to do. Um, and then after those shows, we mo- went home to Kona. And you know, one would think that, all right, we're going home, the shows are done for the year, it's time to relax. <laughs> It's quite the opposite when we go home. We had all of our family and friends there, and it is a blast.
0: I remember before we get too far into the Kona trip, um, when we first landed, and we had to go get rent the car to go to my sister's hula Christmas show up in Waimea. Like we like had an hour to do this, and we had to pick up your mom and um, Aunt Mary. Mm-hmm. I remember being in line at the rent a car place and there is this guy losing his shit. Oh,
1: that's right.
0: And he was in like a state of panic, I don't know, he, he couldn't get like the the bright orange Dodge Charger <laughs> or whatever, you know, that <laughs> whatever, he want, he wanted. Yeah, whatever he wanted. But um yeah, he was a, and it's so nice because I just had a moment. I'm here I am like I really need to get going, but you know, I was just waiting and in Hawaii we have a different way of doing things anyway, you know. Things are a lot more relaxed. So I had like these three guys in the back and they're just like, okay, you know, they're dealing with it as, as good as they can. And then, you know, I am able to go to uh, one of the other guys at the desk to go get my car. And this uh, this guy losing his, his shit, he's just, uh, I don't know, he says something so funny. Like uh, just something like, this is unacceptable. Or just like <laughs> like something so hilarious that I remember all us local boys started cracking up and we <laughs> lost and it, it, it i know it's not nice i guess to, to laugh at him but i mean that's all you could really do because you just really wanted to like, hey just mellow out and so for that moment on i remember mellowing out even though it looked really really uh grim that we were going to make the hula show in time i just took a step back and just mellowed out a bit.
1: Right, because you saw the contrast. You oh, saw someone just landing in Hawaii, wasn't able to get the color of car he wanted, and he was losing his mind.
0: Yeah, and it was and perfect for me that to see was, that.
1: Right, because you're saying, okay, this is resistance. Yeah. So you decided to, for the rest of the trip, allow and let go of that resistance.
0: Well, first I decided to laugh with the boys. <laughs> and then... So that was a pressure release valve. <laughs> exactly, and, yeah. and then allow because it was truly, really funny.
1: Yeah. So we made it to the hula show on time while barely squeaking in, which was a beautiful experience.
0: It was the first one. Like, Lehua, um, Lehua has been doing this for 10 years. 10 years, yeah. It was the first one I was able to make, so I was so grateful for that.
1: Yeah. And we got to catch up with a bunch of our friends and see all of their children dance. It was it was a really beautiful time.
0: Yeah, all these beautiful kids that are like like little humans now. <laughs> it's, it's amazing what what's going on back in Kona. There's so many beautiful, brand new lives jumping all over the island. <laughs> and it's so good because you know, I, I, I've known these these people and I've seen these these people, the parents, but they're also my friends. And they have all these beautiful little creations jumping all over the place. It's just a cool part of life that um, we're entering into.
1: Yeah, it's a special time. Mm-hmm. So going home, we usually have to split our time between um, some friends or some family. Sometimes we're able to do everything all together, which is what we did at this at your father's birthday, which Which was was
0: a a rager.
1: It was a rager. Uncle
0: Danny's sixty-sixth birthday at Huggos, and everybody showed up. Yeah. But you know, no matter what, it's 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 so there. It has to be um, seen as a zero complaining uh, position. It's so nice to go back to Hawaii and to have all these friends and families that um, that you want to see, and you try to fit them all in, and sometimes you can, and sometimes you can't. But just having that allowance of, you know, if I don't get to um, see this person this time around, I'll get to the, to see them the next time around. Yeah. And just to have that that ease really relaxes the whole resistance thing. It really relaxes. Like, look, there's there's no problem. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get to see everybody i need to see in my life and even though kona especially is just one huge concentration of great people to see Mm -hmm. it doesn't it doesn't really affect me if i don't get to see everybody on one trip because i know that i'll be back there and um, i know that i'll see that person soon
1: i like that because i have a little more resistance because i want to i want to see everyone (laughs) yeah and i feel bad if i if i don't have time um, and that's just my stuff.
0: Right, because yeah. that feeling bad is it's not really serving anybody. you mm-hmm. know, it's actually just kind of stressing you out. So for me, I'm like, no, you know what? if i if I get to see that person, rad. But another thing, too, is I, I, I just feel that everyone has so much going on in their life as well. So maybe you stressing out, not seeing them, they're kind of feeling stressed out too that they're not mm-hmm. being able to see you. Right. And so that really doesn't do anybody any good.
1: Yeah, stressing out's not good. <laughs> <laughs> so the rest of the trip was it was just wonderful, of course. We had a really nice time home, but we always tell each other one of these trips we're going to either not tell anyone that we're coming home and we're going to fly in a day early and just have like a romantic getaway without Um, without anybody even knowing we're there or we're going to extend the trip and and take off on our own and do something just so that we have you know the two of us together um, without any anyone else around so keeping that in mind here we are getting ready to fly home from Kona and you know already missing everyone uh saying goodbye to my nephew is really hard of course there's a lot of tears and we're leaving from kona straight direct to san diego
0: yeah (laughs) that was the plan
1: dun 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 (laughs) so we get on the plane and we're just exhausted you know like we said the night before was was cleo's father's birthday party and it was a great one and we decided you know we're going to sleep on the plane all the way home so cleo is he passes out right when the plane leaves I stayed up for a little bit, did some crossword puzzles, and I hear the pilot come on about an hour and a half into our flight, and he says, "Um, looks like we're having some mechanical issues, some navigation uh, problems, so we're gonna turn around and head back to Oahu.
0: I'm so glad I was passed out at this time.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I know, I was kinda scared. So keep in mind that we left from Kona, but now we're going back to Oahu Mm -hmm. because there are more mechanics there available that they said. So we turn around and we start to descend pretty quickly. And I'm thinking, well, wait a minute, you know, we're an hour and a half out. We shouldn't be descending for another hour at least. So we started to descend pretty quickly, and it was, um, we were over the ocean a few minutes later he comes back on and he says so you may have noticed that we descended pretty quickly there and everyone's looking around going yeah that was kind of strange <laughs> and we're flying pretty low over the ocean it would be um, if you've ever flown in island you can see you know how far you are it was like that but we were way out in the middle of the pacific so we're flying low over the ocean and he says something to the effect of Um, We just want to dump some fuel so that when we do get back to Oahu, we can make an appropriate landing.
0: (laughs) Where did they dump fuel?
1: I don't know. I don't know if he was actually dumping it or if he was trying to burn fuel by going I don't know. I'm not sure. Any pilots out there, if you could shed some light?
0: Yeah, please.
1: (laughs) So we were dumping fuel in order to make an appropriate landing, which, I mean, those words, appropriate landing is you land the plane and we all get off.
0: Yeah, that's yeah, an appropriate landing. That's pretty landing. appropriate yeah. for me. Yeah. See, that's the only words I I heard <laughs> was the plane is going to land appropriately, and then you get off.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's what we're hoping for.
0: No, that's what I was planning on.
1: <laughs> so I was I was pretty nervous. I'm over there looking. <laughs> you know, my my cousin is a airline pilot, and he's my flight instructor. And I was actually looking because you can text on planes um, this is uh, Alaska Air. And I'm looking going, oh my gosh, should I text him and ask him about all these things that the pilot is saying? Oh, but I did you went there. I did. Wow. I went there. I was pretty nervous. and I was actually watching the flight attendants. you know, they're of course they're they're nice and helpful and cheerful. but it f- to me, it felt like they were already nice and mellow in the beginning, but now they were overdoing it a little bit being extra cheerful and extra everything's okay you know that kind of attitude i was probably really reading into it but that that was my feeling
0: trippy
1: yes and as an empath the collective energy of the plane shifted so heavily that i was my i was getting sweaty i was um i was really really nervous
0: (laughs) (laughs) And I was really, really sleeping. sleepy.
1: Sleepy. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So I'm watching, I'm looking out, watching, how, seeing how low we're flying over the ocean, just totally c- curious on what is going on. Everyone's asking the flight attendants to come over and explain, because it was kind of hard to hear what the, the pilot was saying at some times. I had his low pilot mumble going. And I do remember that,
0: actually. Yeah. I do remember it being really unhearable.
1: Unhearable. Inaudible. (laughs) So here we are on this low-flying plane with navigation issues or mechanical issues, and the energy was really um, intense for me. Uh, My energy was really intense because, you know, as humans, we go to the um, what-ifs and what could happen or what could have happened instead of, being in the moment and what is actually going on and being able to um, just allow. So it's interesting being in a plane filled with people that something is going wrong because there is literally nothing you can do.
0: Yeah, I mean, you can panic or you, or you don't. <laughs> right. But, so there, there, there is an option of doing something. You can allow, like, okay, I allow that there is nothing I can do versus. Right, I'm, I'm saying panic. there's nothing
1: you can do to help the plane unless you are uh, a pilot and, you know, either you're needed, then sure you can help, or you're a mechanic and you can look at the navigation system. But to help the situation, sitting in my seat, there was nothing I could do to physically help the situation. All I could do was help what was going on in my heart, my mind.
0: Right. Yes. Like like I was doing by sleeping. <laughs> because none of this affected me whatsoever.
1: Right. Okay, so here I am. All these things are going through my head and I look over at him and I had already woken him up to tell him because I needed some I needed my my seatmate to be sympathetic with me.
0: Is that what I am to you on a plane, a seatmate? <laughs> Seat. I'll take it. A seatmate. You're my
1: seatmate. <laughs> So I told him and he was like, oh, shit, really? All right. And he goes back to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> so here I am thinking that the world is over and all these things that are going on in my mind. And he's like, eh. <laughs>
0: I think I just realized that there was nothing, nothing that I you could, could do. do. right? Yeah.
1: So you were totally allowing, whereas I was sitting in my seat completely resisting. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, I did some, some breathing, some meditation. I did some <laughs> calculations of how long it's going to take us to get there and just, you know, everything. And I, I calmed myself down and I'm like, you know what? There's nothing I can do. Basically, I can just be in the moment and accept and trust that everything is unfolding exactly as it's supposed to be. Excellent. So we're getting closer to the islands and... Um, now, some of you out there may or may not know what we're going to be talking about here, but there is a, a, a group of mountains called the Ko'olau's on Oahu, and it's a beautiful mountain ridge. But in a commercial plane, you don't normally fly over there.
0: This is where I started to pay attention to what you were going
1: through. Right. So we entered the island from a completely different angle, than I was used to. And I, I you know, I was born on Oahu, raised in Kona, um, flew back and forth from the mainland and other islands to Oahu so many times I can't even count. And I've never done this approach. Neither have I. <laughs> so it was a little eerie. There was a lot of chatter, there was a lot of conversation, a lot of, you know, people were talking and, and getting um, trying to get answers. As soon as we started to come near the islands, everything got silent. So it was getting really eerie. As we came over the Koolaus, we were pretty low. Like I said, we had descended pretty early, and the plane was flying pretty low. And looking out my window at the mountains, first of all, it was, it was the most beautiful thing I've seen coming, coming into Hawaii. Um, secondly, we actually flew over Pearl Harbor. And well, again, yeah,
0: we flew in over. Over the, the mountains. Lows. Yep. And then we were immediately over Pearl Harbor. And I was like, wow. Now, here's the trippy part. This is the day before the Pearl Harbor anniversary.
1: Yeah. This is December 6th.
0: So, this is the exact flight pattern that you would have seen the, um, the Japanese pilots in World War II is take. It really? Yeah. What a trip. Well, that's how they snuck in. They snuck real low right over the Colt Lows and boom, right into Pearl Harbor.
1: So here we are in a commercial plane flying low over the Kualaos, over Pearl Harbor. And then we had to do this really big but yet sharp turn to turn around so we could face the airport, the runways. And that was, a you know, if you've been in a, a big jet that does one of those really sharp turns, you're just basically looking down at the ocean next to you. Um, that was that was interesting as well. I haven't done that very often.
0: <laughs> at this point, at this point your your hands are gripping so much like you've <laughs> just drank like a cup of coffee. Yeah. Yeah. You know, your your hand was just, you know, grabbing mine. I actually kind of have scratch wounds in my hand from your oh, hand. Stop. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <clears throat> so, we landed. Obviously, we're here to talk about it. It was an
0: appropriate landing, by it the way. It was an
1: appropriate yeah. landing. Yeah. Congratulations. We 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 made it. So we get to the gate, and the pilot comes back on, and he says, "Okay, I'm going to give you a little more information now. Thank you for being uh, patient and understanding. Having to turn back to Oahu. Um, basically, we had four navigation systems on board, and one of them went out over the Pacific, and you know we got a little concerned. And and as we turned around, the second one went out, and so we called in, and we you know made sure that we have the mechanics here to take a look at it but they were acting really what it was a word he used really Um, i don't don't know
0: i don't know what the word he used but i know that the word ramey would use would be sporadic
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) so basically all the navigation systems were failing and i still don't know why we had to dump fuel and fly so low but um maybe i'll never know but we did make an appropriate landing so we all deplane and There's just chaos at the the what do you call it the the desk. Yep. No. The desk. Not the desk. So there's just chaos. Everyone's angry. Everyone's freaking out. There's babies crying. Um, I decide to go. Cats
0: and dogs living together. It was crazy. (laughs) It was total madness. It
1: was chaos. (laughs) So the poor people at the desk. You know the ground crew there. They're just they hear planes come in being turned around they're like oh great we have a lot of a lot of energy to deal with coming up so I go to a, a different one across the way and they're they're helping us as well and the woman in front of me was a little angry that they weren't going to pay for the hotel because they weren't sure if the flight was going to be canceled yet and I got up to my guy and I, I was just as nice as can be you know they're dealing with everything as well just like we are and they have to deal with all those people on the plane So I just asked if there was a flight out the next day, and he said, oh yeah, there is, there's room on that one, let me see what I can do. And it's gonna be a direct from Oahu to San Diego, and we um, were able to get on that one. We didn't check any luggage, we had our luggage with us, so we were super easy, we just got booked on the next flight, or the flight, same flight, but different island direct the next day. Well, this is
0: why I like the teamwork that we have. And especially like when you have a travel partner. Having a travel partner is the most important thing. It's so crucial that you can travel well with someone. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: we do this really well. So you went off and, um, you know, you kind of just gave me a, hey, there is a possibility that we're going to be staying in Oahu. So I said, okay. So at this time, I was able to jump on a phone call with a friend of mine who works at the Outrigger right above Duke's. And I was able to communicate with him and just to check it out and see if we can actually get a room because there's a big marathon going and every time, um, every time we're in Oahu during Christmas time, it is just packed. Town is packed. And so I was like, okay, well, hopefully we can pull a room together. And immediately he got back to me and we did. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, all of a sudden this is turning into kind of a sick little adventure now. Right. Now we have a room. Now we have a night in Waikiki because the next flight doesn't leave till the next day. 3
1: p.m. the next day.
0: So we actually have an opportunity here to have that date. Right. That we've So been we talking started to about.
1: look at it instead of, oh my gosh, okay, we're delayed a whole day uh, because of mechanical issues. We looked at it as, oh my goodness, the universe just gave us exactly what we were trying to plan, which was a night in Hawaii alone. And at this point, Kaleo's father and stepmother are in Kona still. Yeah. They were staying there for another day. So if we were, if they were on Oahu, we would want to spend time with them. But they were still in Kona. So we had no family there that we wanted to spend time with. We had just each other. And it was exactly the gift of time that we had put out into the universe.
0: It was fantastic, just the way that it lined up. Now, there is family that I have in a while who I would love to spend time with, but during the parameters and how s- swiftly and quickly this all happened, yes. it just worked out to be really just nice and concentrated for us. And so we took an Uber into town and um, we check into this beautiful room and it's just so gorgeous. And uh, we noticed that there is about an hour and a half to two hour waits for anywhere to eat. We're walking all around uh, Waikiki.
1: We're exhausted.
0: Yeah, we're pretty we're tired. but And hungry. <laughs> we stumble upon um, Roy's on Lures mm-hmm. and I kind of spock it out and every table is is packed and it's filled but there's two seats at the bar and we just spearhead that direction and we go and we just go and sit down, and we're able to have a full menu and a full, beautiful experience.
1: Everywhere it was decorated with Christmas lights. It was beautiful. The, there was a nice, cool breeze. We're sitting outside. It was kind of an outside bar, and it was it was exactly the romantic dinner that we had put out there into the universe that we wanted.
0: So the, the question is, is to stop worrying about how it's going to happen. <laughs> because you could never even dream of a scenario. I could never even thought that that's how that night would ever go.
1: Oh, right. That we would say that before we left and all of a sudden the plane would turn around and bring us back.
0: Yeah. like, <laughs> exactly. Pretty wild. Yeah. That, that, that is a how that was so <laughs> far away from my train of thought. But nevertheless, it is what happened. And that's the most important thing mm-hmm. is the what, not the how. Yeah. If you can like get untied from the attachment of how things are gonna happen, then what you really need to concentrate on what is it you want to happen. And then are you able enough to allow that what to come into your life, even if it isn't how you imagined it would.
1: Exactly. So the next morning we wake up, we actually slept in, it was a slept in dis- for
0: like twelve hours.
1: <laughs> it felt like yeah. it. It was such a beautiful room view of diamond head it was kind of like this wrap around. ricky hooked it up yeah and kaleo got to go swim and i just relaxed relaxed repacked my bag took a shower
0: moved in slow-mo mm-hmm. and where you're just like oh okay okay versus the hustle and bustle of the day before we we're actually able to just take our time and have a nice slow morning because the flight doesn't leave till three
1: Mm-hmm. I had to go get socks because at this point I was out of socks. <laughs> my socks are pretty much walking I love walking that we're talking about own. that
0: on the podcast. About you go getting <laughs> socks. That's
1: that was a big deal for me. I needed some clean socks. Oh, I had one contact in because I, I, I was on my last pair of contacts. And I lost one of them, so I had I had one contact. And I should have bought you
0: an eye patch. Walking in
1: circles. Yeah,
0: I should have bought you an eye patch just so you yeah. could like yeah. So we we're basically focus. limping
1: home at this point, but we got to relax, and then we met up with uh, oh, so here's a kind of a fun thing. We the time that we were leaving, we needed to be at the airport airport at about one forty-five, so we went to Nico's Pier Thirty-eight for lunch. Delicious, yeah. always amazing food. And Kaleo's father and Nancy flew in at one.
0: Something like that.
1: Yeah. So they went, got their car, came to Nico's, picked us up, and we got another brief, maybe ten-minute uh, meeting with them because they took us back to the airport. Yeah. It was so synchronistic. It was, was really to cool. To say hello really and goodbye cool. one more time. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's always, it's always nice when like things work out just like that. Yeah. And so we
1: left on such a, a high note.
0: So there was so much in this situation. There's so much good that happened, you know. Um, and I'm so excited that things went down like this. Even though on the plane, when I heard that they were turning us around, I was like, ugh. But I still just went to sleep, got as much sleep as I could, <laughs> and relaxed. And but now that, I'm, and especially now we've been here for a couple of days, I'm just looking back at the whole situation, and the gratitude for it is so much larger. And that really um, it really makes me happy. Mm-hmm. You know?
1: it's, it's interesting when you, you know, <clears throat> the information is the same, but it's what you do with that information. So perspective is huge. We could have looked at that as such a, um, a big deal, a thorn in our side, a, you know, having to be turned around and all this stuff. But instead, we looked at it as a gift.
0: Because yeah, it truly was. And, um, also I'm really thankful for having a, um, I'm going to call you a seat buddy.
1: A <laughs> mate. Yeah.
0: Seatmate, <laughs> um, that, that really was open and ready to just roll with and be proactive and just roll with what we were rolling with in order to have one of the best nights of my life in Honolulu.
1: hmm mm-hmm. Well, it helps also. I mean, I have such an amazing business partner and friend with Danielle that you know we all of my obligations for the next day i was able to clear she was able to help me clear all those and, and take care of the studio and everything so i was really grateful for that
0: and now we enter the time where i'm not leaving the house for any reason until <laughs> i have to okay no more traveling no more no, all, like the christmas parties are done um, well almost. Almost. Yeah. Christmas parties are almost done and I'm just in a just a state of hunker. hunker.
1: <laughs> I knew you were gonna say that. I'm in
0: a state of hunker. <laughs> and um I think I just wanna stay here and record for Christmas the whole time. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So we get home on Thursday night, late Thursday night, and while we were gone our landlords had our, our place tented for termites. And we were kind of freaked out because, you know, we don't use chemicals in our house. And here they are. They're going to use this gas, and gas our our whole place. So before we left to Hawaii, we had to bag up and and pack up all of our food. Um, What else did we pack up? Uh, All all of my spell botanical stuff, just everything that we didn't want gassed. We had to pack up everything in the refrigerator and double bag it and... So all of our plants, we had to move everything into our friend's garage. And when we got home, which turned out to be about 1230 in the morning, <laughs> there were um, all the San Diego fires were happening. I mean, we could actually see them from the plane flying in. It was really um, huge fires burning from the side of the plane.
0: Oh, wow, there's so much going on. I there, forgot about all of these things. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It is a true diehard movie. It was like a diarrhea. Yeah, movie. yeah. Okay, go on.
1: We get home and we everything was opened up to let all the gas out. However, now our entire town is <laughs> filled with smoke. So we had to call our property manager and ask him to close all of our windows. So we get here and it smells like like smoke from the fires mixed with gas. But I don't know if it actually if the gas actually smells or if I was Thinking that I smelled it.
0: No, you were super paranoid. Gas doesn't smell. But okay. that doesn't mean it wasn't lingering in things here, which is where I was. That's why I wanted to sleep with the window open, but then we were getting choked out by smoke.
1: By smoke and ash, right. yeah. And it was really bad. So those of you who weren't in North County, San Diego, you know, last week, um, the sky gets orange. The There's ash and smoke all in the air. You're supposed to close up, like seal up your house. So there's a lot going on um, within our house. We decided that we're gonna get home, even though it's late at night, we're gonna get home, we're gonna do a load of laundry, wash all of our bedding, and get a good night's sleep with the windows open. We couldn't sleep with the windows open because of the fires. Also, doing our load of laundry, fine, we did a, a short cycle, put it in the dryer, and about 45 minutes later, I go to check the dryer and it's all wet. Like, wait a minute there's no heat oh my gosh our gas is turned off
0: they have to do that for fumigation purposes. yes
1: so they had turned off our gas and they didn't have it turned back on yet so we had no gas couldn't make any tea couldn't take a hot shower
0: <laughs> which is fine with me I, I don't care about the hot shower we but no i did want a clean, clean bedding i wanted clean bedding and yeah. so here we are laying on our gas bed
1: <laughs> well, it was we'd stripped the bed, but I got some extra blankets and just laid them on, and I even had my beach towels over our pillows because we didn't have any pillowcases cleaned or washed. So I, at this point, I'm exhausted. Maybe three a.m.
0: <laughs> I just I'm so I'm, like laughing so hard within me right now. I'm like looking back at us going, Oh, you were this. kind
1: of freaking out.
0: I, I was. I was like, I can't, I can't, I don't, I don't know this gas. I mean, <laughs> yeah. gas kills things.
1: He wouldn't get under the, the makeshift blanket bedding that I did. He just laid like, like a corpse, like yeah, stiff Shavasana, Shavasana pose. Yeah,
0: exactly.
1: I said, Babe, just, just get under the covers. <laughs> I don't want to fucking die. That's <laughs> 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 what you said. This is 3 a.m. We're both just. This is so you, tired. This is
0: what you call spirit world banter, <laughs> by the way.
1: And I said, please just close the doors. We have uh, two doors up on our in our bedroom that um, let in air from the ocean <laughs> and from the mountains. I'm like, please just close the doors. <laughs> I don't want to die. Like, well, it's all smoky and ashy, babe.
0: <laughs> but I'm like, yeah, but but gas kills you. We'll just have the black lawn if we, <laughs> <laughs> if we leave the doors and <laughs> windows open.
1: So, we there was a a brief moment, maybe about five minutes, where we both kind of lost our minds a little bit. (laughs) And then we just had to laugh. And I was so tired, I I passed out. I don't think you got much sleep.
0: No, I didn't. I was, yeah, yeah, I kept checking um, with a mirror underneath your nose to see if you're still breathing (laughs) because I didn't trust this whole gas situation within the house, and I had no idea what. What the after effects would be?
1: Oh my gosh! So the next morning, we found a cleaning company that would come out that day to help us clean, and it took about four hours. It was two women that came, plus us, and we all worked our asses off to just clean every surface and, um, you know, fix fix what was going on with this whole tenting situation.
0: Yeah, we charged it.
1: We went to the laundromat because we still didn't have any gas for until the next day. So we, we fixed it, the situation we were able to sleep the next night in our comfortable, clean bed. But it's there's a saying, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change by Abraham Hicks.
0: I like that one.
1: Yeah. And so, you know, even though we didn't maintain our composure the entire time <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll just say that. Yeah. It really shifts things into perspective when, you know, here we are, our our home was spared. A lot of people's homes were not spared with the fires. A lot of people were evacuated and spending the night at um, Oceanside High School. You know, so even though we were uncomfortable and we were, um, you know, it wasn't an ideal situation to come home to, we had our home. So it's perspective and it really shifted our energy around Um, oh gosh poor us
0: yeah and then you realize no it's not poor you this is just a thing that you have to go through for some reason right now we just have to go through it
1: right and and like i said you know the the what's going on is is not going to change it's how you react to it
0: now putting all of these things that we practice you know um positive uh of affirmations and, and putting all of these things into play while you're going through something that isn't fun <laughs> is really hard
1: oh yeah I mean it's, as a yoga teacher I can sit up there on my cushion and talk about this stuff all day long but when it comes down to actually using it yeah. it's like shut up <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> I know it's
0: really hard <laughs> I know what to- I'm
1: supposed to be doing but this is really challenging <laughs>
0: <laughs> but um, it, it's good to it's just good to have these experiences. Like now I'm already thinking about what we just went through. And I was so pissed off. But now we're talking about it here. And I'm laughing inside almost everything that happened.
1: Right.
0: And everything is so much lighter. And that's the amazing thing about perception and time. Because the story that we are telling, the story that we were telling is a different story than we are telling. Because when you're telling it in the moment, it's so much different. Darker and hopeless, and then when you break on through to the other side and you tell the story, then it becomes wow,
1: hilarious, <laughs> a, a,
0: a hilarious. It becomes adventure. Yeah, it becomes whoa, mysterious. That's that's still pretty mysterious about why we had to fly so low and dump fuel. Which where mm-hmm. are they dumping it, by the way? Um, so all of these things, you know, it just changes the story, right? And, and the story is going to change next year when we tell it. Mm-hmm. And then the year after that, so yeah. and then that's the energy that will actually be active about that story. Oh, my mind's a little blown right now.
1: <laughs> your mind blows your own mind. My
0: mind <laughs> blows my mind.
1: <laughs> so, what is the story that you're telling? Yes. Whenever you're going through a situation, what is the story that you're telling, and can you shift your perspective in order to lighten your load? Mm. Yeah. So again, the the core from. Plane. can you dump some fuel to make an appropriate landing (laughs) uh well i think i think that's it yeah
0: that's perfect (laughs) all right well thank you everybody and uh We'll we'll see you next week yeah we'll see you next monday